Time to bring in Randy Moeller. He's your Florida Panthers television analyst. Randy, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us today. And I got to just ask first and foremost, how's everyone in the Panthers family holding up? Well, they're holding up as best they can. And, uh, you know, thanks for asking. It's been difficult for everyone. But, uh, we, you know, as long as you uh, go about this uh, level-headed and understand, and, and, and I think the, the, not only the NHL, but the Florida Panthers have been very, uh, very fluid, very transparent on, on uh, what the situation is and keeping fans informed uh, as, you know, as they're, they're getting news from the NHL about the, uh, re, you know, resume the play and, and the protocols and that. But a lot of this stuff is pretty fluid. It changes on a daily basis. And, and obviously you have to take, the uh, the wisdom and the guidance from you know the professionals, the the, the government and the, and the medical professionals on what they can do, what they can't do, and what and what the timelines are. But it, it is encouraging. We got some great news uh, early uh, last week of of the players are going to be able to uh, get back this week and start uh, skating uh, voluntarily in small groups, and and so. I guess the best way to describe it is baby steps. We've all been through a lot. It doesn't matter what business you're in or, or not. But as a, as a sporting world, and specifically the Florida Panthers, we'll take this good news as a first step in what they're, they're going to call a four-phase uh, uh, situation. And we're in the first phase right now. So, Randy, you must be just absolutely thrilled getting hockey back up and running. How do you feel about the NHL's proposed 24-team tournament? And could you maybe explain to us a little bit what's going to happen if we're not familiar with what they decided? Yeah, I, yeah, and I am thrilled. Uh, when, the, when the pause started on uh, March 12th, the Panthers were outside of the, of the eight-team playoff uh, format in the, uh, in the Eastern Conference. So, by including the Panthers and expanding the 24 teams, the first uh, action that the Panthers will see, it's a play-in. And so they're going to have to go against the New York Islanders for a, one of the spots to actually go into the quarterfinals of uh, the Eastern Conference. It's a play-in. It's not, this isn't technically the playoffs. They'll have to win the best-of-five series against the New York Islanders. Uh, and then they'll qualify where they'll be uh, seated uh, against one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference, either the Boston Bruins or the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, um, but that's basically the format. They, how it's going to work is there when the NHL and the NHLPA with Players Association feel that they are ready to resume the the play and the play in and, and lead to the playoffs. Um, they will pick two neutral site uh, cities, two cities that will be hosting. Uh, both of them will host 12 teams in the play-in and in the playoffs, and then they'll decide where the, where the finals will be. It's a little, obviously, it's a little different, but we're in pretty strange times and unique times right now. The one thing that everybody is happy about, the players, the fans, the media, everybody, the league, everybody involved, is they will... Uh, 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 God willing, they will award the Stanley Cup. And it will probably be in fall after they go through this playoff series. So um, that's basically what it is. It's, you don't want to get it too technical right now, and there's still a lot of the, uh, uh, the details that have to be worked out. The NHL Players Association and the, and the league are, are working uh, towards that to make sure the number one priority is the safety of the players to be able to go back 
and to finish this uh, to finish the season. We are speaking with Randy Moeller. He's your Florida Panthers television analyst. So, Randy, you said it. You're slated to match up with the Islanders. Um, despite playing the Islanders three times this season, you weren't able to get any wins. But I got to tell you, I really like this matchup for the Panthers. I-, I feel like they're a better team on paper, better goaltender. I- I'm not going to be surprised if the Panthers move on here. No, I won't be surprised either. And uh, you're absolutely right. All uh, three games, uh, except for the last one, there was an empty net goal. But there were one goal games. Yeah. Um, what really stood out in doing my homework was uh, in going back was uh, how great the goaltending was. It was a low. There were low scoring games. Uh, the goaltenders were outstanding. Now, what you're going to see is the New York Islanders are the ninth best defensive team in the NHL when the pause uh, happened in the NHL. The Panthers were the sixth best offensive team. So you're going to have basically uh, the offense of the Panthers against the defense and the great goaltending of the New York Islanders. Both teams have excellent coaches, Barry Trotz, uh, Stanley Cup winner, one of the winningest coaches in the NHL. And, of course, we all know uh, – uh, uh, about Q, Quenville, Joel Quenville for the coach for the Panthers. So uh, a quick synopsis, it'll be offense against defense. Can the Panthers get some offense and some scoring from their bottom six forwards? And and for the and especially on the power play, and will the Islanders be able to keep this uh, offensive juggernaut of the Panthers off the score sheet? That's basically what the series will come down to. And I just have a good feeling about our Florida Panthers here. So, you know, here's an interesting question, Randy, and I was thinking about it myself. What have you heard about off-season operations for the NHL? How is this going to affect free agency, the draft, the start of next season? Have you heard anything? No, and, uh, well, I shouldn't say no, but uh, this is all uh, going to be decided fairly soon. I think the NHL, and I, and I, and I agree with it, they're, I know it's overused, the phrase, but baby steps. They're, they're really uh, trying to take a step back and look how all this is going to play out. And obviously, getting back to play, get the players back on the ice, get training camps going, and then eventually uh, resume the season with the playoffs. That's number one. But you're right. There's all kinds of question marks as far as free agency, the, the NHL draft that historically has been uh, put on at the end of, uh, end of June. Um, I, I really don't want to uh, take a guess at uh, what's going to happen. There's so many scenarios being discussed right now. But as I said, and I've said it a couple of times, and I apologize, any decisions that are going to be made will have to include the NHL Player Association along with the NHL and the teams. Randy, will you be actually broadcasting the games live? Will it be virtual in terms of watching it on TV? Will they, ha- will they actually have media uh, broadcasting these games uh, in the arena? Because I, I guess there's so many teams there, it would seem like it would be difficult to have every, all the different analysts and uh, commentators there. That hasn't been decided, but what we anticipate is where the games will be played, the NHL will, will, uh, will broadcast in what they call a dirty feed well, they'll, they'll, the, all the cameras and the trucks will be there with limited, with limited staff, and they will broadcast, and then they'll send it out to the RSNs, including Fox Sports Florida. Uh, and then uh, your guess is as good as mine, whether we're uh, Goldie and I are, are, are broadcasting um, from the booth at the BB&T Center, whether we're doing it in a studio at Fox, whether we have to do it at home. Um, <laughs> We will be broadcasting, though. We know that. Um, and, and we're pretty confident that we'll have the, our usual pregame show, the intermission show. 
Um, some things probably will be a little bit different. I, I don't anticipate that there'll be, you know, live interviews uh, during the game or right or walk-offs in the intermission because of the, uh, you know, the the social distancing rules. But those things all have to be worked out. But that's how I I foresee how they'll be broadcasting the games. Now, remember, uh, the Panthers. This is a play-in. So they can broadcast not only the play in the series against the Islanders, but also, too, Fox has the rights to broadcast the first round. So if the Panthers make it out of that five-game series with the Islanders, then they'll roll right in and we'll be able to cover um, the next round. But also, even if if the Panthers, uh, 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 God willing, uh, make it into the second round and possibly the third round, Fox will have full coverage as far as a, a pregame and postgame shows, and that, uh, and of course, all with the social media, the uh, Fox Sport Go app that you can. Uh, so there's going to be all kinds of coverage. So how this is all going to play out, we're still waiting um, uh, from the, the the leadership from the NHL. They will come to the decision. They'll they'll outline what we can, what we can't do, and how we, uh, they suggest we broadcast the games. That's what I anticipate is going to happen. And that should be decided here within the next two to three weeks. And also the other question is we see when we watch the Korean baseball, they're putting dolls in the stands to look at like people and, uh, and maybe some pumping in some crowd noise. There's been discussions about the pumping in the crowd noise, those type of things to, to, to make it feel like from the television perspective that it's, there's a crowd there. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, and you know, when there's when there's um, when there's obstacles, and, and when you're when you're you're up against um, certain situations that you're forced to be in into, and that there's also opportunities as well. And 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 what's been floated around, and I don't know if if, if this is going to be a reality or not, but if if there if these games are going to be played to finish out the season and the playoffs um, without fans. That gives a great opportunity to, to use the lower level and 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 uh, and, and really um, take a good look and experiment with different camera angles uh, that are that normally would be taken up by obviously uh, fans in the in the seats. So there's a great opportunity, and there's been a lot of discussion about that of of uh, getting closeness with the with with the the play on the ice to show the speed of the ice. So I'm kind of excited about that. Now whether that will hold once the fans get back uh, and we get to some kind of normalcy, um, we'll have to wait and see. But you know, out of out of adversity, there's always uh, challenges, but there's always uh, there's always opportunities to explore and try and uh, specifically how we broadcast the game or any sporting event in that matter. The way we're what we're going through right now, I know NASCAR, um, uh, Major League Baseball, even basketball, they're all exploring with different uh, different uh, ways. And and you have to understand too that uh, there's a lot of new. Uh, technology that keeps coming out on a weekly basis. I mean, um, I'm doing meetings now with Zoom and Microsoft uh, chats and all kinds of different apps and and that to be able to communicate that we never used. We weren't using these four months ago. So now we, uh, how do you introduce that? How do you get the fans involved? And uh, with all these different social platforms, I, I'm really excited about it. It's going to be, I think it's going to be once we get back to some kind of normalcy and that with the fans, they're going to have greater access to what the sport is all about. Randy, I would love to see you and Goldie broadcasting from your living rooms as we get these uh, get these games underway. So, Randy, you and everyone I hear on the True Oldies channel knows that 
and I love going to Panthers games. I love the BB&T Center. I know we can't buy tickets now, but if we'd like to acquire about season tickets for next year, maybe ticket packages, or just learn more about the Florida Panthers, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, and, and, and or the sales reps of the Florida Panthers are excellent. And if you have any questions, just call the puck line at 954-835-PUCK or email or go on the Florida Panthers uh, website, floridapanthers.com. And, uh, yeah, there's some great opportunities in that. And, and once we get back, the fans are, are going to have some excellent deals and, and be able to experience the sport live. But uh, here's a chance to check in and maybe talk with a sales representative who can explain a little bit more in detail of what the, they have to offer. He's Randy Moller, your Florida Panthers television analyst. Thank you so much for coming by Iron Sports.